Hula hoop syndrome, or rather hula hoop syndrome. It's the Improbable Research Podcast. I'm Mark Abrams, editor of the magazine Annals of Improbable Research. This is all about research that makes people laugh, then think. If you like what you hear today, consider supporting us at our website, improbable.com. Now, here's psychologist, linguistics estician Jean Burko Gleason and her reaction to a medical report about hula hoop syndrome. You like your hula hoops? Yeah. This is uh, something that was in the Canadian Medical Association Journal in 1959. The title of this is Hula Hoop Syndrome. Hula Hoop Syndrome. Have you heard that full phrase before? I have not. And I wonder if people even remember what a hula hoop is. 1959 was around the time hula hoops were first becoming popular, isn't it? Well, I think they were, but you know, hoops are a big deal. I mean, people have been doing hoops for a long time. Explain yourself. I found a picture of myself when I was about three or four years old and had a big hoop. And, 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 you know, what were you doing with your hoop? I don't know because it was just a photograph. And of course, I don't were remember. You, in the photograph, were you holding it? In the photograph, I was a little kid wearing it? a sunsuit. I was wearing a sunsuit out in the garden with a great big hoop. What were you doing with that hoop? Was it just sitting next to you? Were you talking to it the was stand, No, I was probably holding it standing up. And probably what I was being taught how to do was how to roll the hoop. Because ah. rolling the hoop, you know, just, just getting behind it and rolling it and following it, you know, like a bicycle. You know, just just rolling the hoop, but that that takes up skill as well. Because you know, do you have fond memories of those days rolling? Of course, I remember nothing. I I found the picture and I I said, "Who's that kid?" And I turned it over and said, "Oh, it's me." And and it was me with a hula hoop. I'm not a hula hoop with a hoop. All right. Well, let's skip ahead several decades now. Uh, Yeah. Did you ever once hula hoops came in the fifties? Did you try out hula hoops yourself? You know, I was trying to remember if I have it. I don't, I, I may have, but only briefly. I certainly wasn't part of a great group of people who stood around hula hooping. You mm-hmm. know? Do you have any strong emotions tied to hula hooping? I don't. I don't. Uh, I, I, actually, I'm surprised to read this article because I thought they were just healthy. You know, I thought, oh, well, that's good. It gets people up and moving. But apparently you can move too much and end up well, in the hospital. That's a, that's a kind of question. Reading this now, many decades later, on the surface, it's talking about how many patients here? Five patients uh, who well, had case, studies. case yeah. studies, five cases, five patients who had medical problems that were being blamed on the new activity they just started, which was hula hooping. Right. And yet reading these now, decades later, there, there weren't really a lot of problems that were caused very much by the hula hoops, except extremely minor things, but people were worried. So they brought their yeah. kids to the doctors. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, you have to remember it was during an era when there were other kinds of things people were worried about. I mean, you know, this was, this was at a, at a period when, for instance, there were things like polio. So mm-hmm. if a kid developed sudden pains, uh, people were quite frightened. You know, there were there were fewer protections out there. Yep. Uh, okay. uh, so, Read us the uh, beginning of this. Uh, and, okay. and the author, who's the, who's the author? Who wrote this? Uh, the author is Afar H. Zaidi. 
and Mm -hmm. who has his degrees from Lucknow, which is in India, and it comes out of Ottawa in Canada. And uh, shall we read a little bit? Yeah, okay. And it says at the bottom of the page, um, this person is chief resident in pediatrics at Ottawa General Hospital. Okay, so that's good. And and he's got a number of cases to discuss. Okay. Okay. So with the advent of the brightly colored plastic hula hoop rings, hooping has spread far and fast over our globe. It has become a popular sport of school children and even adults have not been above joining in exhibitions and contests of endurance. The joy of hooping, by the way, I never heard it called hooping, but I guess it must be. The joy of hooping may not be unalloyed with some hazards in this unusual form of exercise. Since he's, the crazy- he's, he's a nice athletic uh, uh, practitioner of, of uh, writing words, isn't he? Well, it is kind of, uh, you know, fancy, let's put it that way. Yeah. The joy yeah. of hooping may not be unalloyed. I would never write that. With some hazards in this unusual form of exercise. Since the craze came to Canada, occasional children, both young and old, have presented with unusual aches, pains, and other constitutional disturbances, which may be a result of excessive hooping around the neck, waist, hips, or knees. Sometimes the patient's symptoms are so marked and suggestive of some recognized malady that the child is admitted to hospital. The following five cases illustrate such a consequence. They were observed in the Ottawa General Hospital during the months of October and November 1958. And he he mentions here the result of excessive hooping around the neck, waist, hips, or knees. There may be people listening who have never seen hula hooping and are not clear on what that is. How... How would neck, waist, hips, and knees enter yeah, into this? Well, you know, the, the point is you have the, the hoop, which you hold Describe out. the hoop for somebody who's never it's, seen it. It's a hoop. It's just like a big, like, what what do you call it? It's like the thing that goes around a barrel. You know, it is just a round yeah, thing. We call it a hoop. Yeah. It's a hoop. Okay. But I mean, whatever. You could probably do it with one of those barrels. It's a circle. Parts. It's a circle, and the idea is to uh, get it in motion. The idea is is to hold it up so that it is flat or parallel to the ground, Mm -hmm. not standing on end, but but flattened out, and get it over some portion of your body, and then move your body in such a way as to get the hoop circling your body. So it just goes round and round and round by dint of the muscular activity in your body. So if it's on your hips, you would be moving your hips back and forth in such a way as to keep the hoop up and, and circling. And the same thing with all other parts of your body. I would imagine and, your, your neck is a really bad idea. And uh, and the name of it, hula hoop, comes from the Hawaiian dance. Yeah, and people think of hula dancing, but they generally have the wrong idea about hula dancing, but that's okay, too. Okay. I mean, if you go to Hawaii... You oh. see that it's a much more serious activity than the sort of silly thing you see here in the, on television. Anyway. Let's so, see, the five cases here. One of them is an 11-year-old boy. One's a 9-year-old girl. Another's an 11-year-old girl. Uh, fourth one's a 7-year-old girl. And the fifth case, a 10-year-old girl. So these are all little kids. Right. And as I said earlier, people were very worried that they might have some known illness. I mean, for instance, the seven-year-old girl, the mother was afraid that the kid had rheumatic fever. And she was afraid that the problems the kid had was because she had pain in her knees and elbows and neck, et cetera, and her chest. The, the mother w- was afraid because the kid already had a heart murmur. 
So if you read the, afraid, uh, read the second paragraph of that one, what the, the doctor decided about that case. Okay, she did not. This is what the doctor says. Yep. She did not look ill, and her temperature, pulse, and respiration were normal. All her joints were apparently normal, and the respiratory system showed no abnormality except for definite mild tenderness over the muscles of the right side of the chest. The heart, though of normal size, revealed a murmur consistent with ventricular septal defect. Her symptoms began after she had participated in a hula hoop contest. She was sure she had no pain before that. Hmm. So there you go. There you go. And the others are similar. They have rashes. They have pains. They have severe pains in various parts of their bodies. But typically in the parts of their bodies that are fairly close to where they were doing the hula hooping or the hooping, as he says. So it looks like what we have here is a medical report that with the passage of a lot of time turns out to be a happy kind of medical report. It is. It is. But you can imagine how much time was spent on this. I mean, here a kid goes to a hula hoop contest and comes away with a lot of pain. And then they end up in the hospital where they do every known test on them. Okay. I mm-hmm. mean, at, at 1959, it wasn't that bad, I suppose, but they still had a lot of tests they could do. So we're talking about the expenditure of a lot of money, a lot of effort, and a lot of grief, really, over some muscle pains yeah. brought on by doing the hula hoop. Let's finish this up by reading the final paragraph that the doctor wrote here. The pain following excessive hula hooping may last several days and is similar to that following any other form of unusually severe and prolonged exertion. It is distinguished mainly by the involvement of special groups of muscles used in each variant of the hooping craze. Unless a history of excessive hula hooping is sought, marked muscular discomfort may suggest other diseases and not the interstitial edema and stiffness to be expected from excessive muscular exercise of an unusual sort. What is edema? Swelling. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And stiffness is uh, wonderfully. This version is spelled O-E-D-E-M-A. I like that. Don't you? Uh, Good old fashioned Canadian spelling. I like it. It's great. Anyway. So basically what, what they're saying is that, you know, unless Unless you ask, have you been hula hooping? <laughs> you may, you may end up doing a, a huge, uh, you know, examination and and workup of some poor kid who has every kind of uh, muscle ache that is associated with doing the hula hoop. Hmm. Any final thoughts uh, of any kind about hula hoops? Uh. Well, you know, I think they're around again. I, I, I think I haven't you seen some hula hoop somewhere? I think I think you may still be able to do it. And you know, like everything else, it's probably a good exercise if you don't like try to do it for two days at a time. You know, you don't a hula hoop contest is a bad idea. It's sort of like eating a hot dog. Maybe not a bad idea, although I would never eat one. But going to a hot dog eating contest is the worst idea in the world. This is changing the topic, but nobody yeah. should ever participate in a hot dog eating contest, okay? And my guess is that a lot of these other things, uh, it's a really bad idea to overdo them. You know, there are some historical, philosophical thoughts about moderation. And, you know, they're, they've been around for a long time for good reason. You've been listening, if you've been listening, to a genuine episode of the Improbable Research Podcast. Psychologist, linguistics estician Jean Burko Gleason joined us on today's brave plunge into the research literature. 
I invite you to subscribe to the magazine, The Annals of Improbable Research, six new issues a year, and get yourself some back issues, too. Also, get lots of details about the Ig Nobel Prizes, upcoming events, what's in the magazine, and about how you can help and be part of all of it via our Patreon. All this and yes, a lot, 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 lot more at our website, improbable.com. It's possible that Seth Glicksman is the improbable production assistant. Next time on this podcast, we'll look at something or other. Goodbye. 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 <laughs>